Hi everyone and welcome to HR Sound Off, the show created to talk about HR with who better than people in HR. We're going to talk about different topics and we're also going to talk about the many misconceptions that kind of irritate us that people have about our function and what we do. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's sound off. With the arrival of artificial intelligence, the gig economy, and a new generation of millennial employees, are we prepared as HR people to shift with the times? Transformational HR is fundamental to the way we build strategies and carry them out in today's workspace. Do you want to be ahead of the curve or do you want to stay behind? Here to discuss this topic with us today is Perry Timms. Perry is the founder and chief energy officer at PTHR, a growing consultancy in progressive HRD, OD, and the next stage of business evolution based in the UK. Perry is a proud chartered member of the CIPD and in the top 10 of HR magazines, HR most influential thinkers for 2019, his third year on that list, awesome. Perry is also on, on a range of top influencers lists in HR technology, HR innovation, engagement, HR strategy, and belongs to many of the most progressive communities shaping the future of work. Perry's specialisms lie in organizational design and development, agile and autonomous ways of working, self-managed and freedom-centered workspaces, talent and career development, facilitating innovative and creative spaces. Perry's 2017 book, Transformational HR, was on the Amazon.com Top 30 HR seller shortly after its release in 2019, voted as one of the top 100 business strategy books of all time. I have an autograph copy, people. His second book, The Energized Workplace, is published in April 2020. Perry is a faculty at Hult International Business School and Ashridge School of Management, a visiting fellow of Cranefield School of Management and Sheffield Hallam University, a fellow of the RSA and a World Blue Freedom at Work consultant and coach. He is also a global and 2x TEDx speaker and award-winning writer on the future of work, HR and learning. Perry has featured in most of the HR publications in the UK, but also in Poland, Italy, Slovenia, Kuwait, South Africa, Sweden, Greece, and Turkey. You'll find numerous YouTube videos, podcasts, including this one, articles, and blog posts from Perry Online. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Perry Tims. <laughs> Perry, how are you doing today? Thank you, Julie. I'm good, and as you can tell from that biography, I uh, I'm up to a lot of different things. Yes, so, yeah, yes, I'm great. you are wonderful. So, tell us a bit about your HR story, Perry. How did you get here? Um, it's an interesting one uh, because, uh, like a few people I know, uh, I didn't start in HR. I didn't go to university and do an HRM degree or anything. In fact, I didn't go to university. Mm. Um, I joined the civil service in the UK and I worked in justice. So I was in administration. But um, 
after about six or seven years, I got involved in projects and they were largely what I now know as business process re-engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that then morphed into IT and tech projects. And so I was the user who would help specify what a computerized system needed to do. I would test it and then I would train people on, on that when it was ready for implementation. And I did that for a few years and it was the training piece that I really, really enjoyed. And I look back on it and I also think I enjoyed the kind of transformation that, that technology delivered, but I didn't really know that's what it was at the time. No. And, and the training piece led me to HR. Oh. Um, so I was in L&D for about um, four or five years. I took on an OD and talent role for about six years. Uh, so I'm in about year 16 within HR. And, and, and since that point, I've kind of brought all mm-hmm. that together. So transformation tech, people, leadership, um, uh, learning and org design uh, and so yeah i'm uh, i'm definitely in the place i call home oh wonderful sounds really good and as i read in your bio you wrote this really amazing book hr transformation i read yeah. it i read it once in entirety and i'm reading it in bits and pieces now to kind of nice. build different things so what inspired you to write this book so I actually got invited to write it by uh, the publisher, but um, uh, about, uh, um, and it must have been something like six months beforehand, I thought I might try my hand at self-publishing. So I started to research and I started to put together some thoughts about a book that I wanted to write about people who love their work, why they love it, and how other people can find work they love. So I did a bit of that, uh, but I must have called out to the universe in some shape because then the publisher got in touch. Yeah. And they said, look, we we want to write, we want you to write this book. And so um, I still had to put in a proposal. It still had to be approved, but they they liked it. And of course, because I'd started to write something about um, the workplace, I I could reuse a little of that. uh, and I suppose it wasn't necessarily what inspired me to write it, but but what happened to me when I started to write it that's perhaps the most interesting. I I wanted to tell the story of HR in a sort of recent history up to right now right. and then project into the future. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't want it to be like, I know what the future is going to be and, and predict it. But I wanted to use that trail to say, you know, look at where we could have been if we had applied ourselves sooner. And I guess that was the call to arms I wanted to put in. I find HR sometimes mysteriously apologetic, often a little bit invisible, uh, sometimes a little bit underwhelming. And I thought, why is that? And I thought there's a whole raft of reasons I wanted to talk about them. But I then want to give people an urge to go, no more. (laughs) I'm going to go transform. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. So just for those who haven't read the book as yet but um mm. are we plugging it what what is hr transformation as you define it in your book mm. so um i probably find it even difficult now to talk about the exact nature of what i defined hr transformation as but i think it's got a lot to do with its um uh, need to step into a space where organisations are grappling with digital market diversification, um, and I think what HR needs to do is, um, I guess, start by transforming itself um, in order to really, really help businesses transform. Yes. Because I think, I think we would be looked at as almost um, holding back the scale of transformation that a business could achieve if we haven't got very progressive practices around people, around leadership, around culture, around values, around performance. 
And so I think we have got to become more imaginative, we've got to be more responsive, and we've got to be more inclusive, both in the way we involve people of different age, gender, all that kind of stuff, but but also just people of different grades, of different levels of experience, that kind of thing. So I guess I'm asking HR to open up and and be more collaborative with its colleagues and uh, and just be more imaginative about how it does things uh, and just be quicker, yeah. uh, not not rush but just more pace yeah i love that i really really love that about your book and i I guess i understand what you mean when you talk about because as hr evolves the the meaning of transformation has takes on different meanings right Mm, definitely Um, yeah yeah Yeah. so if you had to sum up your book in three words perry what would they be okay uh agility Mm -hmm. uh relationships and imagination wow. uh, so I, th- I think i think the relationships bit is where we are making some progress uh with the business partner role when it works really well i think we have really good relationships but we need those other two things we need that imaginative approach to what we do and i think we need to be responsive um, and, and a little bit more pacey about um you know the time it takes to you know get a uh, a request to perhaps implement a new graduate scheme to actually implement a new graduate scheme they need to be really really quick so yeah so i think that's where the agility and then the imagination come in okay great um as hr people what do you think we need to be thinking and doing differently as we prepare for that transformation i i think this is very um uh obvious to some but but equally challenging to to others and i think it's when we want to transform uh, we we have to detach ourselves to a small degree or a small amount of time from core work that we do we try and do transformation projects and business as usual at the same time and i think that's a recipe for disaster because i think you get very distracted and you get very um uh, what's the word sort of demanded of when yeah. you're still doing business as usual and then you snatch at transformation and I don't think you do it service. service yeah. So I think what I would recommend people do is they, they look at how much time can they ask their business to tolerate either an absence or a pause to enable them to then go and do something pretty radical and that will, you know, they will thank them for in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we need that space. I think we try and do so much. Yes. I think we end up doing everything to a lesser degree than we could. Yes. And so therefore, that's what I'd say. If we need to be thinking and doing something differently, when we need to transform something like performance management or how we train leaders, we need to stop the work we're doing, yes. do this transformation and then come back and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And that's easier said than done because disasters happen and people need, um, you know, sort of responses and problem solving. Yes. Um, but I think if you've got a team around you, I think you can obviously start to distribute the workload and then give yourself some space to transform. Right. That's what I'd say. That sounds good. It, it's a bit of a struggle though if you're the sole HR person in an organisation. And that's sure. going to work a little bit differently. Yeah, but I, I, I grasp and I appreciate what you're saying for sure. Yeah, and I, and I think if you are the only person, then I think you need friends, don't you? So yes. if you're working in a business, let's say the business is like 50, 60 people and you're the only HR person, and then you can look at the list of demands that you have and the things that could really drive the business forward. And I think you can sit with the leaders around the table and go, hey, hang on, 
how much of these do you think would really be a significant enabler for us to add value and, and strengthen our business? And they would point to a few and say, okay, can you look after yourselves for a couple of months while I build them for you then? Or can I have some money to bring somebody in to cover me while I do it? Uh, and because I think we need to look them in the eye and say, what do you really want out of HR? Do you want us to be administrators? Fine, we'll just sit back, do that. But if you want us to really help your business thrive, mm -hmm. you need to back You need to back us a bit. Yes, I support that 100%. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Um, what advice would you give to the HR people out there that are trying to perform, transform their organizations, um, but they're having a problem with that in terms of getting the organization on board? Yeah, and I get that quite a lot. And, I, you know, I see it and I've been there, too, where I've got bigger aspirations, perhaps, than even the business is capable or wants to deliver either at that time or at all. Um, now, what I've found since is that um, you're often not alone, but you just don't know who else really supports what you're doing. So mm -hmm. I would recommend that you try find some other kind of secret um, uh, entrepreneurs or some, uh, you know, positive deviants, as they call them or whatever it is, because they're, they're there. Mm -hmm. So you just have to try and make friends with some people who are also into um, wanting to do something radical and different and progressive and exciting and pioneering yes. whether they're in finance or operations or whatever and I, and I think you just band together and I think you say right okay what do you want to do and they might say you know we want to uh, create a new product line or we want to do something in the community and then you can all, you almost merge your project desires and you create almost like a pathway of what you need to do to get there and you can kind of help each other out so I guess you find a little band of rebels yes come together sounds like Robin yeah. Hood <laughs> I think so yes yeah and you're, you're you're out you're out to do good so yes. if anybody stops you and says what are you doing you're like well uh, I'm trying to be you know sort of uh, future focused but uh, I have to kind of do it in secret yeah. um and uh, and see what goes on but yeah I mean that's not being um uh you know distracted from the day job or or wasteful I think this is you going well okay if nobody's going to back me I'll just find a way to make it happen anyway. exactly Sounds yeah. very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you're also you're the founder of and chief energy officer of PTHR Consulting. Tell us a little bit about your business and what you do to make HR a better place. I, yeah, so it's um it's I'm in year eight of this as a con consulting organization and uh, and so yeah i tended to have like three-year project cycles in in work that i did so this is probably my, my longest commitment um, and, and it's a commitment to myself mm -hmm. um, so what do we do um, lots of it is organization design lots of it is problem solving so I suppose a company might have high attrition or might have um, I don't know some gaps in the leadership bench uh, you know they're not quite strong in the next generation of leaders or mm -hmm. whatever it might be and they'll they'll come to us because they recognize that perhaps we have a little bit more imaginative responses than perhaps some of the larger consulting firms um, and, and yeah, and so I often get referrals. So people okay. have already heard a version of what I've done from somebody else and they want their own version of that. So yeah, um, yeah organization design, learning, talent, um, problem solving, mm -hmm. um, those kind of things. Um, and, and, and so what we're doing to make HR a better place, we're, we're very clear about this actually. We will work with HR teams to strengthen them, to give them more tools, models, theories, skills, because what we have as a phrase is that we'll start with the client, um, but the client will succeed without us. So we will make sure that we 
we gift gift them or um, you know share with them pretty much everything we know that's relevant to what they're doing so that they're not reliant on us and they feel that they have strengthened who they are and what they do with us and um, because what i've then found is that you know further down the line they'll come back when they need something more rather than you know we hold them to ransom because we know the kind of methodology that, yeah. uh, that that gets adopted so yeah so it's very clear in how we do that mm -hmm. we, we we exist to create better workplaces and we only do that when we get hr people more competent that's awesome so you have and a courageous you give a man a fish theory and then teach him how to fish and they'll be able to do it consistently 100 percent. 100 percent that one that yeah, is yeah, so yeah. good um yeah. one of the other things that you do that's really interesting to me and i never mm. heard of it before was the <laughs> you do hr hackathons and, and, and i'd always associated hackathons with it um, yeah. I would have never put it in that space of HR. So, uh, what brought this idea on? Interesting. Uh, I, I got asked that very question <laughs> the, uh, yesterday at the conference. Yeah, same thing when people said hackathons are IT, aren't they? Like, Is they oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I, I think it was because of my uh, past project. Uh, experience with technology projects and so I was interested I did try out as a coder actually and I hated it I oh, wasn't really? very good at it and I didn't like it yeah yeah, yeah. not for me <laughs> um, but I developed a real strong interest in tech so I've always followed what's going on so you know um, I, I'm, I'm currently sort of keeping a watching brief on things like security mm -hmm. and uh, data blockchain I, you know I keep an eye on all those kind of things and I I even taught a program earlier this year on emerging technology so um, anyway, so I think it's because of my interest in tech. I just keep uh, listening to what tech companies are doing. Mm -hmm. And I found that they did hackathons. I thought, oh, these sound cool. What are these? And I looked into them and thought, this sounds great. But you know, we don't need to build new technology in HR in a hackathon. But I thought, I wonder if we can play with it in a different way, whether we can use it almost like as, a, as a, an innovation mm -hmm. session. I then find out that in about 2011 or 12, uh, Professor Gary Hamill from London Business School ran hackathons and, and, and at the heart of them was largely HR and management issues. I then start to think about playing with that and then lo and behold, I talked to Peter Cheese just in passing and he's in cahoots with Gary Hamill and I joined the CIPD for their 2013 big HR hackathon. So yeah, so it's gone, it's gone that way. Right. And, and, and so if, if people are still wondering what they are, we, we use the methodology that they use for coding hackathons where they, 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 they try and fix a broken program or they expand on a platform that's not, you know, it's got limited functionality or something. Mm -hmm. But we turn that problem into how do we be more diverse in our leadership team? How do we you know, make sure we recruit young female engineers or whatever? We have a problem to solve. We use the hackathon methodology, but we don't build programs. We build policies, directives, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, I, and I've run them all over the world now, but the, the place that's particularly taken to them is Slovenia, where um, we, we've literally pioneered, well, we haven't, I've helped companies pioneer some phenomenal schemes like talent clouds and, and you know, sort of, uh, I guess you'd say reverse, talent, um, reverse innovation engineering, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so I think what they are is they're a place where HR can go, look, you know, the rules normally would stop us from being, you know, very imaginative, but let's play in this space and see what we can do. And so I think that's why it works very well in HR. We're yeah. very, very tight normally and this, this loosens us Yes, up. yes, I agree. I am so looking forward to um, getting you here in Barbados to do this. So Love to. We're going to get that Love done. To. We're going to get that done. It's Great. on the bucket list. It's on the bucket list. <laughs> 
great. I'd love to. I'd love to. They, they really are the sort of thing, again, where once you've been part of a hackathon with me, you can take the methodology and run it yourself. You don't need me to keep coming and doing them because it's very easy to learn once you've been in one. Yeah. yeah, I'm loving your give a man, teach a man to fish theory. I'm loving it very much. <laughs> good, good, good. And it makes perfect sense because then, you know, it just repeats itself mm. without yeah. all that effort, right? Yeah, I, I guess I have the philosophy as well that if I give away a lot of what I guess I've acquired, it gives me an opportunity to just go and find something else because I suddenly feel like, oh, well, I haven't got any kind of competitive edge. I better yes. find one. So, <laughs> so I, I think it helps my pursuit of, uh, of restlessness in, in how much I know and do. So I just go for it. Yeah, wow. give it away and then go find something new. You yeah. stay creatively discontented. Then. I, th I think that's exactly the word, mm -hmm. creatively discontented. I like it. Thank yes. you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so when you're not conquering the world of HR, what do you do for fun? <laughs> oh, OK, cool. Um, so I do read a lot, but my reading looks a lot like work. Um, <laughs> I I follow my local football team, which is Northampton Town. So I've been ah. a season ticket holder for well over 26 or 7 years. Mm. Um, I'm a big music fan, so uh, most of my collection is uh, 1960s American soul, uh, but I'm into pretty much any African-American genre, so jazz, blues, funk, uh, a bit of house, uh, even Detroit techno. Um, I I like a, I like a movie uh, night, so uh, you know anything from the Avengers to you know that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty pretty into the film scene. Cool. Um, yeah, I you know I'm 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 not one of these kind of you know do Ironman triathlons. I'm not right. that kind of person. Okay. I'm much more I'm much more about intellectual stimulation and yes. sort of escapism and imagination. Okay. Um, Everyone's yeah. version so of fun is different. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that's how I describe it. So sports, soul and sci-fi movies. Oh, great. And what does the future of HR look like in your mind's eye? Oh, see, I think I think my mind's eye uh, has to be influenced by my kind of dreamy nature. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do see it as in HR's future as a, as a really positive and powerful one, because I think the more we get into tech and the more we get into new business models, the more we realize, hang on, this is still all about people and relationships and behaviors and how you build trust and all those kind of things. So I think we're getting more and more fascinated by, I guess, the broadening of the psychology profession and field and its influence on how we behave through things like digital connectivity and you know a challenging world and political turbulence so um so i think all roads are now leading to hr when it comes to business problems being solved right so i don't think you solve a business problem by saying yeah but let's build a new website I think you solve a business problem by looking at the people around you going how can we throw the best imagination and the best connectedness and the best relationships and the best uh, i suppose you'd say sort of determination uh, to, to build a new product create a new service go into a new market research what people want it's all about us so yeah i i think the next five to ten years are going to be really interesting as tech goes even more wild on what can get automated it will create some space where people go Actually, the people stuff is where the real added value, the real creative solutions and the real strength 
comes from our organisation. And I, and I think we're seeing it. I think what keeps CEOs up at night, have I got the right people? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Step in HR. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about one of the things you like to do for fun is reading. What have you read recently that you think people in HR should be looking at? Uh, right, so, uh, so here's a good book right with me now uh, so i'll just share the cover so freedom inc uh by a guy called uh, isaac getz uh and co-written with brian carney uh, so it's a 2009 book so it's not that new mm-hmm. but what getz has done and this is an updated edition he's looked at organizations who are not just um for profit uh, but they're also uh, strongly led by purpose and they are pretty much, um, I suppose you'd say, existing to do some good for the world, right? So Patagonia, you know, those kind of examples spring to mind. And, and, and so the reason I'm reading that is because, again, that's what I see as a, as a trend. Companies who can no longer just say, you know, we've got a great brand and we make tons of money and people, people be impressed by that. I think people are often going, but what's your carbon footprint? And and, and what do you do for your supply chain? You know, if you, if you're getting, um, uh, you know, sort of minerals from the Congo, like how do we know that those people are being looked after mm-hmm. the way they're working? And so, on? so, yeah. so I think pe- people are really bothered by that now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's the kind of stuff that I think as HR we could really, really do with reading about. And I'll tell you why, because I think we will be the ones who will tap the board on the shoulder and just go, uh, if we're not ethical, we're in trouble. Yes. Uh, because this stuff will affect market value, stock share, reputation, and so on. Uh, and uh, and and it's not the you know it's not the token corporate social responsibility that it used to be, as in track your carbon footprint and paint you know community centre every year. Yeah. I think this is very serious climate emergency type stuff. Right? Yes. I think that is a space we should get into for all the right reasons. Oh, absolutely. So what's next for Peritons? Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so there is this there is this book uh, that I'm I'm releasing in April, which uh, the deadline for sending in the final draft is looming. I it's this week, and okay. I'm a little bit behind. But um, the concept is, uh, you know, not just can, but how can design an organisation uh, where people flourish. So mm-hmm. we literally start from that point. We say, okay, you know, we know we've got to get a supply chain whatever whatever right. but actually let's start from the point of um the people that come in need to be um looked after optimized um and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then you go right now the rest of it like supply chain blah, 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 that comes um so i think we design it too um much around the mechanics and not about the emotions and the spirituality of people so that's going to be the aim of that one. so that's one big thing next right. week um, a couple of other things is um, I've just um, signed the contracts for it, so I can tell you and reveal it. Actually, yeah. um, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the face of some brand new HR related content for LinkedIn Learning. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, there will be two uh, initial pieces of work that will come through, yeah. uh, and then they're hoping to do something pretty much quarterly so that I might have um, a couple more features. So by the end of the year, by the end of 2020, there could be like eight, eight modules um, with my name on. Uh, so that's really, I'm really excited about that. I'm yeah, excited yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be you. looking out for that. Cool. And, uh, and I think just generally, I think um, 
business is in a really interesting state at the moment, starting to develop more products, not just consulting services. So trying to look after the HRBP community, uh, trying to build something about a future HR talent pipeline to try and connect really aspirational young professionals who, mm-hmm. who look up and see some HR directors who are, you know, real stalwarts, but, but don't add anything to the 21st century version of HR. It's like, where do they get their guidance from? Well, I think I can connect them to some really interesting people. So I want to do something like that. So right. I think that's that's my 2020 mission is kind of push on with the products, mm-hmm. uh, get the get the book out um, and just see what we can do to build that pathway for those real superstars of the future. Well, that sounds absolutely amazing. Oh, Perry, I'm very excited for you. Congratulations Good. once again. And thank you so much thank for you. taking the time to talk to me today on this particular topic. I really enjoyed it too. Um, we're going to just take two brief questions from our sound box and um, cool. you can answer these any way you choose. Okay. So question number one, what is your biggest pet peeve that people do not appreciate about HR? That's a good one. Ooh, what is my biggest pet peeve about what people don't appreciate by HR? Right, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I, I, I think what HR has done is that it has brought, uh, I guess, an employee voice into the equation at the highest level. So engagement surveys, people will decry them and talk about, you know, it's only a number and what's the point of but I think back to the troubled sort of union times in the United Kingdom in around the 1970s. And, and employee voice was a dirty word. It was combative. It was disruptive. It was damaging. And I think what happened when Margaret Thatcher particularly depowered the union is we were left without a voice for quite some time. But then yes. engagement came through. So, so David McLeod and Nita Clark, particularly in the UK, but all, all around the world, have brought engagement back in. Uh, and, but unfortunately, what people will, will say is that it's wasteful and it's academic and, and you know, it hasn't changed anything. Okay. But I think it's vitally crucial that we continue to stick with engagement. So, um, yeah, we might not call it that. We might call it voice or experience or whatever, but, but we should not look away from the fact that us as employees having a voice and influence is the, is the best thing we can ask for, try and shape the future of the company we're in. Yes. Thank you. Number two. Oh, why is HR so unappreciated? (laughs) See, so I think it's um, it comes to when do people have to interact with HR, and normally something isn't right at the time. So, if you go beyond recruitment and perhaps uh, getting selected for a promotion position, most of the time it's like uh they've done something wrong you know they've brought the company name into disrepute Mm -hmm. um they're maybe on some kind of performance agreement because their their level isn't understanding you know they 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 cause something bad to happen at the you know social event whatever And, and so then hr has to get in the place where it's like right okay we've got to do some kind of legal stuff now because this is not where it should be exactly. and so people's experience of hr then is like oh, all Negative. they do is just pun- punish yeah um so i think that's partly why it's so underappreciated um i also think it's because we've become very used to apologizing uh for for you know for not being on the most progressive trail or stepping up with technology or um, you know, I mean, I've done some things in the past with uh, programs and stuff that haven't quite worked as well as they should do. And I found myself being like that. 
Mm. But thinking, but I came out and asked you what you wanted, and this is what you told me. Then when you see it, you don't like it. So yeah. it's like I just I just built you what you wanted. You just don't like it because you know for whatever reason. So I think we're going to get better at you know uh, standing firm and kind of going, okay, are you sure this is what you want? Because it won't do any of this and I'm offering you some extra dimensions right. here and, and I, I guess push a little more. Yeah. So, so I think that's, that's how I'd kind of leave that one that we're underappreciated because we're a bit of, we're a bit apologetic, but most people's experience of us is when yes. we have to Naughty. put some people. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I wish we didn't have to do it's, that. I, you know, it's the work. So I keep saying to people all the time, that it's the part of my role that I hate the most. It's Me not too. something that you take pleasure in. I mean, no. in addition to that, I'm, I'm a parent as well. I mean, you don't like to have to discipline your children, but there are times when you know you have yeah. to discipline them. Um, but it's not something that you like to do to adults, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm with you. And I'm I wish people would get that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pe- people in the past have asked me about career path in, in HR, and they said, oh, do, you know, did you never want to be an HR director? And I said, well, with the greatest respect to people in that role, what I saw of HR directors around me is that they were responsible for senior adult daycare. They just had to look after mischievous leaders, and I thought, I don't want to do that. No. Um, so, yeah, so I think you're right. I think our reputation is tarnished by somewhat mischievous behavior within the business that yes. we we have to be the kind of check and balance for yeah. i don't I, I don't think we want to be a parent no. i think we want to be we want to be the kind of cool uncle who helps people discover what they should really do in life or a cool auntie you know what i mean exactly well thank you so much for your time i really have enjoyed this session today and i hope you have too i know our yeah, audience are really going to love this um this particular <laughs> so. topic and um yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what is in the future for perry i will be looking Indeed. out i will be participating i will be reading whatever Thank you. whatever and, is happening uh, i will be supporting you and like i said we'll be getting onto that hackathon in barbados very soon good yes so thanks again stuff okay. and continue to support yeah no it's great julie and uh, if anybody wants to connect in with me uh, who listens to this, then I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and stuff. And I'm not difficult to find. And I'm always happy to share some information and chat to people. Just look for the guy with the guitar. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's right, yeah. Cool. Thanks again, Okay. Okay. Pleasure. Enjoy your evening. Thank Thanks. You. That's all we have time for in the sound booth today. Thank you for joining us on HR Sound Off. You can find me at Julie Turney 3 on Instagram, Julie Turney on LinkedIn, Julie Turney 2 on Twitter. If you have any questions that you want us to answer, drop us a line at hrsoundoff at gmail.com and we'll be sure to answer your questions within our shows. You can also find us on CastBox and SoundCloud for now. Thank you for tuning in and join us again when we next sound off.